0: an L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean.
1: Fred, Fred Rogan. Fred. Weekdays before Petros and money. A USC All-American. The USC's Rodney Peep. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney
0: Rodney Peep. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LASports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney.
1: All right, here we go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Two hour show for us today. And we've got a lot to get to. And we'll start with this. Dodgers missed their chance last night to set a franchise record for wins in a season. They've got another crack at it tonight. Julio Urias will go down in San Diego against Joe Musgrove. Uh last night's game, Rodney, I felt badly for Justin Turner. Uh took a little stumble yep. on a ground ball tried to turn a double play, didn't get it, and ultimately, that was the moment where the Dodgers found themselves behind. I thought Tyler Anderson pitched well. Oh,
2: didn't he? Didn't he, Fred? After the first inning? Yeah. Uh, And that first inning should have been out of that inning. Yeah. You know, and and then they get the two runs, but uh, he pitched great after that.
1: Looked good. Uh, Dodgers didn't hit Blake Snell well, and would somebody, Please, please tell Blake Snell to take a nap. <laughs>
2: That's so funny. Because <laughs> Holly said the same thing. What is, why does he look so tired? What does he, uh, he look so like He's uh, he had not slept in a week? Yeah, he.
1: I know he plays video games all the time. Then he does? He, yeah, he's a video game guy. Okay. But good Lord, could somebody, or maybe this, get him a little concealer. <laughs> Just go with a little concealer. If you wear makeup for a living, I happen to be someone that does. I'm not proud of that, but I do. A little concealer would work as well. But somebody get that guy a cot and let him take a nap. All right. He looked pretty good last night.
2: Yeah, as he does against the Dodgers, huh?
1: Yeah, and and yeah, you know, when he came over from Tampa, he struggled with the Padres. He looked good last yep. night. You You, you got to give him that. But anyway, the game now goes into extra innings. You know, before they get to extra innings, Dave Roberts starts going through his guys. Caleb Ferguson is out there. Evan Phillips is out there. But now we're in extra innings. And that leads us to Craig Kimbrell. Mm -hmm. Now, to be fair, you know, before we pile on, he didn't get any help from the home plate umpire. Guy squeezed him a bit. A little bit. Yeah, didn't give him a lot of help. But nonetheless, it's his job to get the outs and he didn't. And they lost. And this coming after, Josh Hader came in from San, for San Diego. And uh, nice pitch, Josh. They made a catching switch and the ball bounced off the catcher's glove and the Dodgers scored and you think they got the game. But anyway, now you go to extra innings and there was that. And you could just see Kimbrell's frustration when he walked off the mound. They, they're they trying to put him in situations where he can be successful That turned out to be a high leverage situation that they want to keep him out of, and he came up short again. And Rodney, I mean, it's not like he's not trying. It's not like he's not frustrated. But honestly, now, if you're the Dodgers, you've got to wonder, are we even going to keep him on the playoff roster?
2: Yeah, uh, you, you got to wonder that. Certainly, you know, we talked about it yesterday about him, you know, losing his his closer gig, and that would be by committee, and situations would, would dictate who was going to come in the game, and the matchups would dictate that. So he was not going to be the automatic closer. So we knew that going in. But then, you know, the, the troubles that we thought during the season that he would kind of work himself out of it hasn't materialized. He hasn't worked himself out of any of these issues that he had all season long. And then last night, just added insult to injury, walking in the, the winning run, you know, optics wise Fred, it just looks so bad when a pitcher walks in a winning run for a walk off, that just doesn't look good at all. His confidence is completely shot. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what you do with him. I, I really don't. And, and there are some young arms that are not on the roster. I think one guy got sent down um that possibly could be a better fit going into the playoffs than Craig Kimple
1: yeah I don't know because he's been on the club for one year I don't know if you give him that old hometown he's our guy so we're going to keep him up here on the playoff roster and you know hopefully he shakes out of it he's been in a very important position and he really is struggling in his body language I mean he looked when he walked off last night he looked like a defeated guy to me just watching him, he looked yeah, like he was. he was a defeated guy.
2: <laughs> Literally, he was. Yeah, uh, but yeah, his body language hasn't been, hasn't been good all season long. You know, you thought that when he changed his come out music, uh, that that uh, it, and it did work for a minute, Fred, but that that didn't last very long. And and here we back to the same old thing. So I, you know, you got to do what's best for the club, and we know Dave Roberts is going to do that. He's a loyal guy, but at the end of the day, he is going to do what's best for the club, and if that means putting someone else on the roster for the playoffs and and sitting Craig Kimbrell, he's going to have to do that. And that's a a real thing. And that's a real conversation I'm sure they're having right now.
1: Yeah, they've got to get this figured out because we're getting started here pretty quick. And oh, the irony. The way it looks right now, the Dodgers could open the playoffs, the division series against the Padres.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. A team that... um, it's still, it's funny, <laughs> Eric Carroll's last night said, you know, uh, is they getting ready to play this team? Uh, you know, they don't scare me very much. This team doesn't scare me very much. Then they hit the, got a base hit, and they scored two runs in the first, and then by the fourth inning, no, this is a very scary team. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, Eric? Um, you should have stuck with the second thing first because they are—they can be a very scary team with that lineup that they have, and if—and uh, they do have some pitchers that can be dominant, given one night here, one night there, that they are a scary team to face.
1: Yeah, that could happen. There's a very real possibility. I mean, it depends how it shakes out, who wins the East. Atlanta or the Mets, yeah. Then, if the Padres can knock them off. But uh, there's a possibility here. They're going to see the Padres again. And I think it yeah. would be good if Julio tonight asserted himself and the Dodgers hit the ball off Musgrove.
2: Yeah. And just,
1: you know. Do you second- want Julio
2: to, to go and let him assert himself? Or do you want them, you know, get him in and get him out of there early so they don't see too much of Julio because they might have to see him again?
1: Yeah. Fair point. Uh, but I think they've seen Julio enough to know. Let him it's go. A good point now. Just let him go. Yeah, just let him go. You know, just uh, kind of dot that exclamation point. Okay, you got us last night. That's going to happen occasionally, but we know what this has been this season, and this is what it's going to continue to be. I just think that's important. Uh, also, there is some good news. Uh, Tony Gonzalez looked okay last night, and uh, if all is well, he'll yeah. be back this weekend.
2: That would be huge. That would be huge. The only question is. When guys are off that long, you know, how's the rust? How are they How are they going to adjust to coming back? And are they going to come back in that same groove that they left? And more often than not, it's, it takes a little bit for them to find that groove again. Uh, but for Gonson, hopefully he can get back to some of that form that he showed all season long. Because if he can, that is such a boost for the Dodgers because he was dynamite all season long.
1: Uh, oh, one other thing about the game last night. And maybe it just struck me this way, you know. After Mookie got hit, yeah, and then Justin Turner almost had his head buzzed off. I thought, "Come on, man!" And Justin Turner did not look pleased when he got back into up into the batter's box. You thought there was some some ill attempt no. going on there, no, Freddie? No, I don't. I don't think there was ill well, attempt. Why you say, "Come on,
2: man"? Well, come on. What are you doing? That's but, what I'm saying. You thought there was some ill attempt. <laughs> that they were doing this on purpose, huh? You know, a couple of years ago, guys.
1: who was the guy from the Giants that was pitching against the Dodgers, hit like three guys in a row, and it's like, get him out of the game. Get him out of the yeah. game. He's not intentionally trying to hit anybody, but he's he's unsafe. He's a safety hazard out there. He <laughs> was just wild. <laughs> just get him out of the game. You know, and when that kind of thing happens, you know, somebody buzzes you at 100 miles an hour right at your head. Oh, whoops. Whoops. Come on, man.
2: Come on. So you do think it was intentional? No, I don't. But I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? Sometimes, you know, you're crowding the plate, the guy's got to go pitch in, and if it gets away from him a little bit, then those things happen in baseball. But you're saying, it, you said, come on, man, like he tried to do it.
1: I don't think he tried to do it, but I don't, I don't like his wildness. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I know. That's Pollyanna-ish. But I don't like it. It's like what are you doing
2: get it together he's out trying there. to throw strikes and it got away okay you know what you're not buying that you're yeah. saying you don't you don't believe he did it on purpose you but know what then you say I'm buying don't it. do it I'm buying it
1: I'm buying he's trying to throw strikes I'm buying it got away here's what I'm buying get out of the major leagues what I don't i seriously it, it actually upset me and I know he wasn't trying to hit him but then my mookie got hit
2: yeah thank God he's wearing the pad huh
1: yeah absolutely thank god what would that have done
2: yeah that that, that could have been could have been uh real ugly yeah and, and that in those situations i didn't think that they were throwing at the dodgers because the game was tight and you're trying to win and that meant you know uh i think it was at one time the go-ahead run was going to come on base or the tying run so yeah. i don't think they were throwing at them it just got away but there are some there have been some bad blood between the dodgers and the padres over the years obviously and 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 that's the first thing that pops into your mind. But last night I don't think that was intentional.
1: Okay. What other thing about the game that annoyed me? Uh oh. And I want to if you felt the same way. Another one? Yeah. How long are they gonna let these mound visits for the Padres go on?
2: Oh my God. Did you What was that about? Did you hear Dave Roberts too call it out? Yeah. Well, I mean, first <laughs> of all, you know, it's you like saying?
1: 30 seconds.
2: Yeah. They it's supposed to be 30 seconds, right? You get 30 yeah, seconds.
1: Right. first They must have had 12 of those. I think yeah. they had too many. And then the umpire, you know, once the pitching coach gets out there, you see the umpire start to move toward the mound, yeah. keep yeah. the game moving. I mean, guys were laughing it was going. Freddie Freeman was laughing
2: it was going on so yeah. long. Yeah, and Dave Roberts had a little snarky remark about it, too, saying, you yeah, know, what the F is going on? Yeah. You know, and... and but at some point, the umpire, why are you going out there? Go out there to break it up, like you're supposed to do. He stood in and listened. He for stood a- there and listened to him for the next twenty seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, what was- are you doing? The whole point of you walking out is to break that up and then, okay, let's get back, to, let's get back to playing, guys. And he sat there and like he was in part of the conversation. I know. He didn't do anything.
1: Man, what's wrong with that cat? I mean, right. You know what? That was a violation of rules too.
2: It was. Like, it was so disrespectful to me to the, to the umpire it was disrespectful to the dodgers like you said freddie freeman was laughing about it, it was like when that what the hell's going on um and, and dave roberts was just annoyed by it but how do they disrespect the umpire It's like oh yeah yeah i hear you i see you there get, just get out of our face we're, we're talking over here <laughs> The hell out of my face. We're talking over here, buddy.
1: And the umpire just got to back go.
2: behind the dish.
1: <laughs> it's just and he. Well, first he stayed back there for a while. Then he finally got out there. It's just one of these. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. That's it. Let's go. And he stood there and listened. That annoyed me too.
2: Yeah. No, that annoyed me too. At some point, you got to break it up. You say it once. You say it twice, and they keep going. And they had no intent. They were so casual about it. You know, we're just gonna talk, and we're gonna talk until you physically break us up. Which he should have done. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, he should. Have. Scared uh, umpire. He got no balls.
1: No, well, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. By the way, we're giving away Dodger tickets. I should have mentioned that this hour, and we're giving yes. away Dodger tickets next hour, and we're giving away Dodger tickets every hour. Petro, some money will give some away too. They will not be as good as the tickets we are giving
2: away. Of course, they won't. We, have better we, get, we always give away the best tickets. Yeah, we do. Just know that.
1: Right, so stay with us because we're giving away tickets this hour and next hour. Bottom of the hour, we're going to play a little Who Dis. And here's what we'll do. For hour one, if you win in Who Dis, uh huh, you win the tickets. Oh, yeah. But if you do not win in Who Dis, we open it up for everybody. That's coming okay. up in a bit.
2: And you know what happens. Just because you got a chance to win the tickets playing Who Dis... Ronnie and I do not let up on you. We do not do not go easy. I don't think anybody's won. No. Since we started doing that. Mm-mm. Never lost. Never have.
1: Uh, okay, just one other baseball note here, and I got to thinking about it last night. All right, you're calling for the tickets now. It's not time. Do not call. <laughs> <laughs> we will tell you when to call. Thank you, Adam. Adam has just blocked the lines. Do not start calling yet. It's not time. Don't do it. Aaron Judge is trying to break Roger Maris' record.
2: Oh, man. Did you see that yesterday at all?
1: A little bit of it. Yeah. Here's the thing. He looks more stressed than he ever has in his entire life playing baseball. He does. He looks really stressed. And you know nobody's going to give him anything to
2: hit. Walked four times. Right. Which is, come on, come on. Come on, Blue Jays. I mean, you know, I hate that. I used to, I couldn't stand it with. Do it when they were doing it with Barry Bonds, and I can't stand it now. Pitch to the guy. You know, I, I give it the situation may dictate it. You're in a, you know, you're in a race, you're trying to do this and do that and win and down the stretch. But let's not let not walk the guy four times. Just challenge him a little bit. You're a you're a major league player. You're a major league pitcher. If he hits it, he hits it. Come on.
1: You don't want to be that guy.
2: Yeah, but, but still, aren't you a competitor too? You would think. You would think. pitch to the guy, give him your best stuff, and he hits it. He hits it. So what? Well, he'll probably but, hit it man. tonight.
1: Mitch White is pitching against him.
2: At least he give him something
1: to hit. Yeah, well, that'll be sure. Oh, <laughs> you know he will. <laughs> <laughs> right down the middle, no problem.
2: <laughs> there you go. Serve it up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Serve it up. I think that I thought that was just you know a bunch of BS them trying to pitch around him. I think there was one at bat that that it was, it was looked like the. You know they were challenging him a little bit, and the balls were closing. It was got the three two count, and um, but you see him, he's swinging at balls out of the strike zone because it's three and zero, and he's trying to stay up at the plate and and get another pitch. It's just pitch to the guy, please. Yeah, you
1: can tell, you can really sense his frustration now. Yeah, he he just doesn't look happy
2: no. because every he's like, time he's over with, right?
1: Yeah, every time he goes up, the crowd stands. Everybody's focused on him. Yeah. There's, you can hear a pin drop. Ball four. <laughs> Ball
2: four. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You think he'll get it? Team. Do you think he'll even get what it? Game is it? we got? Nine games left. Eight games left. Eight. What is it? Eight games left. Yeah. I I do think he'll. I think he'll get one more for sure. I think he will. Um. Will he get two to to, to break it? That's that's tight. Um, I, I, I hope he does. I really do yeah. because it's, you know, he's had an incredible season and f- to go through the last, you know, what, 15 games, 20 games where nobody's really pitching to him. It's just not good for baseball. It's not good for, for, you know, like I said, you're a competitor, you're a professional athlete who gets paid for a living to do what you do. Go up and pitch to the guy. Don't intentionally walk him.
1: All right, we'll give you the cue to call for the Dodger tickets. We will tell you. And the way to win them this hour is to play who dis. If you don't win, then we're going to open it up for everybody. So if you're on, just know everybody listening is rooting against you. (laughs) You have that pressure. Uh, When we come back, uh, Russell Westbrook and what's he going to do and where's he going to play? Who cares? We'll figure it out. Let's just figure out where the Lakers and Clippers are going to end up no matter who plays. We'll do that next.
2: Let's keep it moving on a short show. It's hump day. Rodney, Pete, Fred Rogan. Let's get into it, Freddie.
1: All right, Rodney. Uh, we are giving away the Dodger tickets coming up when we play. Who dis? We'll give you yes. to call. Also, just got word. Joey Bosa of the Chargers surgery. Oh, and it's growing? Yeah. That's surgery on your growing? Yep. Really? Yeah. Surgery. And uh, they think he could be back this year. But that means he's not coming back next week.
2: Or two weeks. Anytime soon. Three weeks. Uh, yeah. Sure people so, have some bad growing injuries. And I yeah. Don't remember too many people having surgery on him. Well, he's
1: had it, and uh, that does not help the Chargers at all. Boy, the one thing that they always deal with is health, and I don't know how you prevent Joey Bosa from getting hurt, or Justin That's Herbert tough. from getting hurt, or Raeshon Slater from getting hurt, but they're hurt.
2: Yeah. You yeah. can't. Right. You can't. It's just sometimes it's just unlucky. But, but man, we, we talked highly about that duo with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa coming at you. And, and Derek Carr saw it first week of the season. And, man, and also, you know, Pat Mahomes saw it a little bit, too, after they got out him, you know, quite a bit. So to lose him early on in the season, that's just, that's not good.
1: No, that is not good. Okay, uh, NBA training camp's underway. And uh, I- I'll tell you, I think the most entertaining person at the Laker training camp so far has been Patrick Beverly. He's really been funny. <laughs> Shocker. He's really, really been funny. He said some really funny things. Okay, that completes our, our Laker report today. <laughs> so what else are we going to say?
2: Hey, the Kings showed They're best up friends. And... He, and, he and Russ are best yeah. friends, Fred. That's what he said. Yeah, well, you know, boys.
1: let's get playing. I mean, we've done this long enough now. Let's just get playing. Let's see how it all shakes out. Can Darvin Ham get them to play together? Can Russell Westbrook play defense? What's the rotation? Who starts? Let's just We'll start playing, and then we'll have something to say. But it got me to thinking, all right, let's now, as they open camp, really try to figure out how they all shake out and, and what kind of years they could have. Of course, we reserve the right to alter this a bit. This is the opening of camp. We can alter it twice more during the season. Twice? Yeah, twice. That's what you've given us? Yeah, right. Twice more. And uh, it depends on health. It depends on chemistry. Adam is here, the Saltier, the host of Flipper Countdown, the pregame show, the halftime show, the postgame show. And uh, he is going to join us for this conversation about the better teams in the West and where we think people will shake out.
3: Well, Fred, you ranked them one through 15. So I do have a feeling. This is your official list. Right. With me leading you. Right. Put it in pencil. No, we wrote it in ink today. It's in Sharpie. <laughs> right. Fred's getting this tattooed on his forehead. Oh, wow,
1: Freddie. So as Pretty a bold. day
3: two of camp,
1: this is how we think it will all shake out. Number one on our list, winning the West, was Golden State. Yeah. And, I, you know, I it would be hard to argue against that. Again, everything is based on health. But if everything goes the way it's supposed to, I like Golden State to win the West.
3: Well, the thing is, Golden State's one of those rare championship teams that can get better. They have young guys that are still getting better. in Jordan Poole and Kaminga and James Wiseman who's going to be back. Klay Thompson gets a full off season now to rehab or to not rehab for once and actually get to train the knee and the Achilles. And they were obviously the champs last year. They have to be respected. They bring in DiVincenzo. They bring in Jamichael Green, a former clipper, was with Denver last season. They're stacked. They're loaded. And they're defending champs. you got to give them that love.
1: All right, Rodney. So, I like Golden State at the top. Agree? I don't don't have a problem with that. Okay. Yeah. I like uh, Phoenix and uh, the very uh, affable DeAndre Ayton finishing second. That's your guy, Fred. In the West. I told you the guy was a pain
3: in the ass. Oh, Fred. I
1: told you so. (laughs) I'm not one of those guys, but I told you that
3: guy was a problem. Fred has been after DeAndre eight for years. Jumps and, and now he's actually got a reason to be. Right, <laughs> That's a mess over there. <laughs> but they're still talented. They I, He could have his best season. I think he's still only 25 years of age. They might trade him during the season eventually. But if they can just figure that thing out, and he and Monty Williams apparently hadn't talked about what happened in that Game 7 but they still won 64 games last season. They're good, and they're trying for some redemption after what happened in that game seven where they yeah that was the worst home performance in the history oh. of the NBA in a game seven. The way they lost that to Dallas.
2: All right, it was game it was over in two minutes in. Yeah, it was bad. Dodgers, was bad. And Astros, we fooled everybody game seven though.
1: World Series, exact same thing. Game was over before it started. Just took the air out of the arena. Okay, third in the West, I've got the Clippers. Everybody has to stay healthy, but I, they are so deep. And the one thing about the Clippers, if somebody gets hurt, they're so deep, there's somebody there that can step
3: in and play. It's unreal. They have waves of lineups they can use right now. And remember, the only backup center they have right now is really uh, Moses Brown, who's in training camp from UCLA, but he does—he yeah. isn't guaranteed to be on the roster. Now, what is he? Seven eight, Adam? Uh, seven three. He's taller than Kareem. <laughs> he, 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 know big that. Boy. And he was playing in Cleveland behind a couple of good centers, so I think they're hoping that he progresses and is able to make the 15-man roster. But right now, they're stop. They got all the wings in the league. All those wings that the Lakers were hoping they were going to be able to get and all that three-point shooting and -and 3-and-D type of players, the Clippers have all of them. Nick Batum, Roko, Marcus Morris. Terrence Mann is a utility guy that might play 1-5 through this year. So... They are deep, and they're going to have to be, because you know Kawhi Leonard coming off the ACL while he was a full participant yesterday in their first day of training camp. They got 15 back-to-backs. I don't know how many of those he's going to play in this season. You can already pencil in he's going to miss some games. They're going to be overly cautious. They have the big-picture long-view approach because they're trying to win the whole damn thing. All right. Adam, how do you think
2: John Wall fits into the whole picture?
3: Oh, I like it. Some people say (laughs) I'm part of the John Wall stand club. Like, I'm the leader of that. Because here's the thing. We talked about this a few years ago with Rondo. That extra element that a true playmaking point guard could add to this Clippers team is really the only thing you could say they're missing. I'm not saying it's completely necessary that they couldn't have won two years ago. If Kawhi doesn't go down, they could have. But that doesn't mean John Wall can't help in those areas. Because they played at one of the slowest paces in the league. Their transition game pretty poor and that's where John Wall thrives and he has shot 37 percent from three in a season before where he was the number one or number two option in Washington people talk about oh he's not a great three-point shooter well he shot 37 percent off the bounce before I think his catch and shoot three-point ability is going to go way up because that's what the Clippers have been doing the last couple of years they led the league they had a top five all-time record from the outside two years ago and last year in the second half they were the best three point shooting team so if he can shoot a little bit from the outside provide that burst and downhill attack and transition game that he has showed throughout his career and look I think he's 80% probably of where he was when he was an all-star I think that's enough though with how explosive he was I think he can unlock parts of their offense they haven't really had a player like this before where he can just get Kawhi and Paul George to their sweet spots without them having to do much work.
2: And there's no pressure on him being the man or being the guy or expectations of him doing this and doing that. He's just coming into a team, like you said, with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, get them to their spots. And he could be one of those guys that flies so far under the radar that he has a tremendous year. He's got that kind of ability.
3: And he's got that chip on his shoulder. And the other guy... Who is the third best player on the Clippers? Norman Powell. Remember, he only played 5 games with them after they brought him in. He got hurt right away.
1: Yeah, you forget about him.
3: He's a stud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Super was the biggest out. really off-season mid-season pickup you can say it was bringing in him and Rocco. Norman Powell in a full season back with Kawhi, played with him in Toronto, but he's a different guy now. Norman Powell's been averaging 19 a game. He's a scorer, he can do a little bit of everything, doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. This is maybe one of the innings eaters this season when Kawhi and Paul George are out. You could look for Norman Powell maybe to win that six man of the year award. All right, so let's move down them now. So then we had.
2: I
1: got that, more on the Clippers, Fred. How no, dare that, you? No, that's good. <laughs> and we got a long season. We'll get to all of it. All right, then we had Denver, I believe, four. Hopefully, it, Jamal Murray's healthy.
3: Denver has their own injury concerns, not just Jamal Murray coming off an ACL like Kawhi Leonard, but Michael Porter Jr. Where is he at with that back injury? But. They have Nikola Jokic, the Joker. They are uber-talented. Okay, five, I think we had Dallas. Dallas or the Grizzlies at five is tough, but I like what Dallas has been doing. Christian Wood is there now. Spencer Dinwiddie in a full year next to Luka Doncic. And Jason Kidd did some damn good coaching last season. As much as he struggled early on in Milwaukee and Brooklyn with personality differences and things like that, he and Luka Doncic have seemed to mesh. So if they get a little bit more out of themselves defensively, Dallas is going to be a problem. And they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. So you have to say, yeah, I'd put them over the Memphis Grizzlies for now. Okay, so that's five six. Memphis is six. They were two last year. I just to flop those. there's going to be some regression. I think. I don't. I don't know how long they can get away with. You know, J- J- uh, John Morant missed 22 games last year, and they went 20 and two during that stretch. I don't know if that's sustainable. They're good. They're yeah. young. But teams have scouted them now. They've seen this team a little bit more. I just think second in the West last season, that was a special year for them. They take a little bit of a step back.
1: Okay. Then seven, I believe, we had the Lakers.
3: You had the Lakers. No, I had them too there. Yeah.
1: We had the Lakers at seven. Now, if AD and LeBron are healthy the entire year. Maybe okay. there are four. Four. Maybe have a different Maybe. conversation.
0: Best Maybe. case yeah. scenario.
2: That's yeah. the same thing you say about the Clippers. If Kawhi and Paul George are right. healthy all year, they're they're number two. They're one. <laughs> oh, I got them Yeah. Well, I still think Golden State, what you just mentioned about them with their depth and their young players, still you got in there, the, they're the champs, so you got to give them that respect. But you know. I think they jump Phoenix. All being healthy, we're assuming everybody's healthy. Yeah. Healthy. I'm taking the Clippers over Phoenix in that two spot.
3: Okay. Everything with the Lakers, though, is just contingent on health. Yeah. And We've seen a long track record now of Anthony Davis in his prime not staying healthy. And LeBron James is turning 38 in December. And meanwhile, they're still trying to figure out a way to get Russell Westbrook out there and being effective. Even though he's been healthy, he hasn't really helped him. So they don't have any shooting on the outside. As I mentioned, the Clippers took all the wings here in Los Angeles. And the Lakers have all the guards, apparently. But Patrick Beverly a big pickup for them. I'm not saying a team with LeBron James needs a culture setter. <laughs> But Pat Bev can... Attitude, though.
2: They need attitude other than LeBron trying to bring that to him.
3: The thing I would always say about Patrick Beverly is, when you have him on your team, he can turn a 1 out of 82 regular season night on a Tuesday into a playoff-like environment because of the intensity that he brings to the game. He gets more out of guys around him because when you see Patrick Beverly playing that hard, you got to match him.
1: All right. But if the Lakers are 7, that is play-in tournament time, Right. Now it's a roll of the dice. Okay. So if they finish seventh, if this prediction is correct, uh are fans in this city going to be happy with
3: that? They're mm, in the play-in tournament? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. But that's where a lot of people have them finishing, sixth or seventh. And if you're in seven, eight, nine, ten, you're in trouble. You gotta you gotta win your way in. Seven and eight play. The winner of that becomes seven. Uh nine and ten play. The winner of that plays the loser of 7 and 8. It's a little bit convoluted, but it has worked the last few years. Trust me. Okay, so who do we have 8? You got the T-Wolves. We had the
1: T-Wolves. Who made a big move. Yeah, and you know what? I think they're going to be okay this year. You do? Yeah, I think I don't. uh, You don't think they'll be playing tournament at least?
2: Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they'll be playing tournament, and that's about it. I I just don't like the move that they made.
3: You don't like Rudy Gobert there now with
2: them? No, I don't at all.
3: And they're the losers of having Patrick Beverly, who has this run of success whenever he plays, his teams teams make the playoffs. Yeah, they do. Gobert, though, I think on a team like that, will fit in very well. He can clean up a lot of the mistakes. Just having Gobert automatically makes you a top-eight defense.
2: I just don't like a guy that you can't play in the last five minutes of the game.
3: There's something to that. Look, in a seven-game series, he can be played off the court. But during the regular season, I think he'll be effective for him. They should still be at least a play-in team. Seven or eight seems about right for the T-Wolves. Then we had New Orleans. New Orleans is good, man. Remember, they got into yeah. it in that first-round series. Alvarado was put on the map. Jones there. Brandon Ingram still there. And what's going to happen with Zion Williamson? Is he going to be healthy Finally. Now? They went that far last year without him. Zion was a beast. In the limited time he has played in the NBA, he's out there looking like Baby Shaq at times. So that's a team that probably has a higher ceiling than a lot of these other teams that are lower, just dependent on the health of Zion Williamson, who we really don't know. He's coming off a foot injury. They say he's healthy now. We'll see. And 10, it could be. Sacramento, Portland. Portland. Yeah. Utah's the one team you can say in the West for sure is going to take that major step back that was in the playoffs the right. last couple of seasons. Tank?
2: Does that mean tanking?
3: I mean, they were the number one seed a couple of years ago. They had the best record yeah, in the league, were. and now they've had a major sell-off. But you could say Sacramento, Portland could be vying for that other spot. Uh, San Antonio's in the mix maybe as well, but they had a sell-off. DeJounte Murray's in Atlanta now. And then at the very bottom, Houston, OKC. Right. Uh, Sa- same as it ever
0: was. Right, yeah.
3: <laughs> Nothing changes there. Rodney,
1: you know, you said something and it just struck me. Darvin Ham said this yesterday. You said, you know, I don't like a guy that can't be in the final 5 minutes of the game. Yeah. And when people are talking about who's starting for the Lakers, Darvin Ham said, well, "What does that matter? You you want to be in at the end of the game. That's when you want to be playing. Whether they announce your name off the bench at the beginning, great. But, you know, if you're in it, you want to be in at the end of the game. As I- Ro- Westbrook found out last year, he wasn't always in.
3: And I think a lot of teams take that philosophy now because of how they mix and match lineups. I mentioned Norman Powell. I don't think he's going to be starting, but I think he'll be finishing a lot of games when it matters most. When teams are really playing that chess match late, I'm not saying Russell Westbrook's going to fit in great there, even if he was coming off the bench to start things off for the Lakers or the first man off the bench, uh, which would probably be his best role. We've said this forever, right? They should have a second unit where Russell Westbrook is running the show like he's done throughout his career. He just can't do it at the highest level anymore, meaning with the starters. But it still makes sense to have him the focal point of a second unit. He says all the right things. He did the same thing, though, last year with Frank Vogel. I'll do whatever it takes to win. Is he willing to do that with a new head coach, with more competition in the backcourt now? I don't know. When they go on a losing streak, can things splinter that quickly? Because he and Patrick Beverly... It's all kumbaya right now, and I'm not even sure about some of those stories Patrick Beverly is throwing out there, but when they start <laughs> losing, that's when oh, you'll find out. About them.
2: They're, they're, they're hanging out together. They're, yeah. they're having sleepovers. It, it, yeah, it's it's step good. brothers.
3: stepbrothers. Yeah. <laughs> we just become best yeah. friends? Yeah.
1: Hey, join Petro somebody this afternoon starting at 2 live from Morongo Casino Resort and Spa along with Tim Cates for Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Details on Instagram at AM570 LA Sports. Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Now it's time for Who Dis. You win Who Dis, you get Dodger tickets. Come on. 866-987-2570. If you lose Who Dis, we open it up for everybody. We're giving tickets away every hour. Your first crack of the afternoon is next. You're playing Rodney and Ronnie.
2: Oh, let's go on a hump day. Today's. Afternoon Delight is Satellite by Khalid. This song is set to appear on the 24-year-old Georgia native's upcoming album entitled Everything is Changing, which is scheduled to be released this year. In a statement about the album, he said, I'm having so much fun with music lately, and I can't wait for you guys to join me on this journey. Every day is a step towards me evolving as an artist, but this one right here, it feels special. I hold this dear to my heart, and thank you guys for always holding me down. Again, today's Afternoon Delight is Satellite by Khalid. And Afternoon Delight is brought to you by Resnak Westlake Porsche. Y'all knew Porsche Westlake with more cars in stock than ever. Now open just for you.
1: First place Dodgers take on the Padres in San Diego. First pitch, 640. Listen to every play in HD on the free iHeartRadio app. The keyword is AM570 LA Sports. Stay healthy and stay strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. All right, Tony and Whittier, are you there? Yes, sir. All right, here's the deal. We're going to play Who Dis? Oh, Tony, here we go. If you win, Who Dis?, You're getting Dodger tickets. But if you lose who dis, we're going to open up the tickets for everybody this hour, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Yell it out when you know it. No restrictions. By the way, you get one challenge. Use your challenge. If it's upheld, you retain your challenge. Lose your challenge, and it's rejected. You lose your challenge. Okay. Ronnie, you ready? Fred and Rodney, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. I've made nine all-star teams in my MLB career.
0: Clayton Kershaw. How
2: about new? Derek Jeter. How about new? Alex Rodriguez. Aaron Judge. How about new? Barry Bond. How about new? Mike Piazza. How about new? Dusty Baker. How about new?
1: I have won two Cy Young Awards and one MVP award. Max Scherzer.
0: How about new? Jacob
2: DeGrom. Who do you have, Tony? Albert Pujols. How about now? Oh, Albert Pujols. Yeah, how many Cy Youngs did he win? (laughs) I'm going to go...
0: Clayton Kershaw.
2: Verlander.
1: Oh, Rodney, Justin Verlander is correct. Nice job, Rodney. Oh, diggity. Here's your next one. I was the 27th pick in the 2013 NBA draft. 27th. Yes.
2: 2013 draft. Paul George. No good. John Wall. No good. He was number one, Ronnie. I'm
0: just throwing it out there. Uh,
1: What year, you say? 2013. 2013.
2: I am a... Patrick Beverly.
0: No good.
2: (laughs) I am. Rudy Gobert. Oh. Whoa, no way. Tony. (laughs) <laughs> no way, Tony. Nice job, Tony. I love them Dodgers. Got to get those tickets. <laughs> How'd
1: there you come you go, up Tony. with Rudy Gobert?
2: Yeah, Tony. Pull that one out of you. Know I what. have no
1: idea. I have, I have a, a encyclopedia of nonsense in my head. That's why. Okay. All right. Well, let's see what page the encyclopedia is on now. <laughs> I made 14 all-star teams in my MLB career.
0: Derek Jeter.
2: Alex Mariano
0: senor. Rivera. No,
2: senor! Rodriguez. Alex no, senor!
0: Rodriguez. Roger Clemens.
2: Hudge Rodriguez.
0: No, senor!
2: Randy Johnson.
0: No, senor!
2: No, senor! David Ortiz.
0: No, senor!
2: Manny Ramirez.
0: No, senor!
1: I led the NL in batting average twice and in home runs twice. Barry Bonds. Rodney.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Never lost. Never. Yep. Yeah. You're tough, Rodney. You're tough. Yeah, baby. Come on with it. Come on with it. Still in you it, Tony. Hang it up, Tony. You you Tony. You're in it, baby. You're in it.
1: Tony, you're in it. You're in it. I'm a four-time AL All-Star. Mickey
2: Cabrera. And it is no good.
0: Albert Pujols.
2: And it is no good. Mm, Manny Machado. Yeah, and it is no good.
0: Manny Ramirez.
2: Justin Fernander. And it is no good. Four uh, times.
1: Four times. All-star. Yep. I was the AL Rookie of the Year in 2017.
2: Aaron Judge. Rodney. Yeah, buddy. Okay, well, we're going to play Ooh, it out, but, Tony, tight.
1: you cannot win the tickets.
2: Oh, no. We're going to play it out. That's fine. That's fine. It was a good game. Good game, Ronnie. Good game. But we're going to play right on, it out. Right on, Tony.
1: We got two more questions. We're I not I like to fight.
2: I like to fight.
1: Let's see if uh, Tony can get on the board here and cause a tie. Tony's on the board. Well, cause a tie.
0: I need to get on oh. the board, Fred.
1: No, I'm saying Tony can still tie. <laughs> Ronnie, you're dead. All right. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I won two Super Bowl titles in my Hall of Fame football career.
0: Dude.
2: How about new?
1: Don Elway.
0: Uh, Peyton Manning.
2: How about new? Eli Manning. Who'd you say, Ronnie?
0: I said Peyton Manning.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Wow, I'm on the Fred, board. Wow, look at that. the world, Fred? Ronnie got it. Come on. He said
2: it clear as day, and you still didn't give him his love.
1: No, because I was staring at you.
2: <laughs> That's why.
1: <laughs> I've been resurrected, Fred. All right, so now uh, Ronnie and Tony are battling to finish second. Here's your last one. I made 11 all-star teams in my NBA career.
0: Paul Kobe Pierce. Bryant. No, senor!
1: I led the league in scoring four times.
2: Oh. oh. Four times. Yes. Carl Malone.
0: Nelson senor! Kobe Bryant no no
2: no, 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 no <laughs> Wow. It emphatically. Man. Kareem.
0: No, senor!
2: This is a tough one, Fred.
0: Bill I- Russell. No,
1: senor! I won my only MVP award in 2001.
0: Oh. To No, senor! Yes. Alan Iverson? Oh, yeah.
1: Lonnie. hmm huh. Second place. Good job, Ronnie. Second place. Thank you, Fred. Still means you didn't win. Yep, that's right. Never lost. Rodney, congratulations. And Tony, good job. Thanks for jumping on and playing.
0: Thank you, guys. want he won that's an NBA me. title?
2: Hmm? You said he won an NBA title.
1: I said I won my only MVP award. Oh. I said I led the league in scoring four times. Oh. But you said he won a title. No, I did
2: not. All okay. Right. Thanks, Tony. Hey, Tony, you've been great, man. Way to fight. Now, Tony, hang fight. up.
1: Hang up. Adam... Clear all the lines and you can call back Tony to win. So hang up, Tony. Oh, yeah, cool. Thank you, man. You guys have a great day. Let's go, Dodgers. All right, let's go. <laughs> to clear the lines. 866 987 2570. That's the number. We've got Dodger tickets to give away. We're giving them away now. We'll give more away next.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently.